0: Hey friends, M. Faring here. I'm so glad you're joining me as we journey through the pages of God's Word, looking for the big picture story, digging deep in study, and discovering how all of this applies to our lives. Most importantly, I hope you are able to see how Jesus is found throughout it all, plus learn more about God's character and love for us along the way. Let's open our Bibles together, one chapter at a time. Okay, friends, let's begin hello there and welcome back to the podcast truthfully welcome to summer 2023 my friends today we're going to go all the way back to the beginning of oobt dust off episode one and once again take a listen to why i do this podcast as a refresher for many of us and maybe even a first time listen for all of our new friends who have joined us along the way if finishing the book of genesis has taught us anything for sure it has shown us the importance of the beginnings of all things with that in mind let's revisit together just how this bible study podcast even came to be Join me as I discuss the why and who behind the creation of Open Our Bibles Together with M. Faring Podcast. You may be surprised to learn it has a whole lot to do with Moses' conversation with God at the burning bush, plus a hard good that needed a surrendered yes. And be sure to check out the newly updated show notes with many, many more additional resources than were found in the first time release of this episode, plus a link to another quote unquote beginning episode, this time from the beginning of 2023, that further develops both Moses' story and our own obedience to the big and small callings God places on each one of our lives. All this Moses talk is also the perfect setup for upcoming studies in the book of Exodus. Sounds like a win-win, right? Okay, so now that I've jumped in to share all of this, how about we listen in today's re-airing of the OOBT episode number one, Why a Bible Study Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome, my friend. I am so glad you are here. Before we really begin today's show, I wanted to share from the get-go a bit of my who and why in starting the Open Our Bibles Together with M. Faring podcast to share just how much I absolutely love opening the Bible and learning alongside others. So enter my new role of hosting this very podcast where you and I get to study together no matter where you are on your faith journey. I'm on an all-out mission to help others fall in love with the Bible too. What that means is I'm here to help you take the fear confusion, overwhelm, stress, frustration, and just plain old intimidation out of the Bible study process. Plus, encourage us to keep coming back to our Bibles on the hard days and the good days, the confusing days and the aha days, because I know with certainty that we will surely discover God, Jesus, and even ourselves as we work our way through the books of the Bible one chapter at a time. With that being said, my own journey in reading God's Word began back in 2000 when my sweet friend Barb not only encouraged me to open the Bible for myself, but also offered to begin a chronological reading plan along with me. That time spent studying my then-newly-purchased NIV study Bible opened my eyes to the fact that Jesus wants a relationship with each one of us and that God cares about our lives intimately and relationally. Truthfully, my English and journalism major in college— research brain, desire to grow closer in my relationship to God, plus a longing to develop a more personal and well-tested faith in God and His promises, all led me to read through the entirety of the Bible in 2000 and to continue on Bible studies along the way. Fast forward to today, I've been studying the Bible the last 20 plus years off and on, sometimes more consistently than others. And one thing that I've learned is that no matter what season or life stage you're in, that there's always something for us to learn. I'm also beginning to see the big picture or the overall story of the Bible. God's love, plus His redemption, and plus the promises, the ones fulfilled and to come. A few other things that I'm now consistently on the lookout for as I study the Bible include Jesus is seen throughout, God's character as revealed on all the pages, learning more about the context and culture the scriptures were written in, seeing myself on the pages, or maybe application to my life today. So, right about now, you may be asking yourself exactly how did M go from Bible study leader to podcast host? The short answer, and then a pandemic. During the COVID pandemic, my husband Jason and teenage son CT casually mentioned one day the possibility of using the SWCC shed we were given in late 2020 to start podcasting out of since we were unable to meet in person for church or life group during that time. Leading life group and one-on-one Bible studies with people had become a passion of my heart, Along with seeing others' lives be transformed and even witnessing them come to life as they recognize themselves or learn new things while studying the pages of the Bible. Add to that passion the fact that Jason and others often say that my eyes sparkle and I seem to come alive myself when I discover something new in my Bible. My heart's desire is to see that be true in other people's lives as well. Those aha moments that deepen our faith and understanding of God and His love for us, a realization that the Bible was written in a particular time and place. For them and for then, but is also for us and for now. So amazing. If I was being truly honest with you, though, I would tell you that every single bit of this ask of God to start a podcast Bible study has required me to keep finding a way to show up right smack dab in the middle of hesitation, doubt, insecurity, overwhelm, and just play an all intimidation and fear. I am positive that it is no coincidence, but instead a whole slew of God incidences that I have kept coming across God's call on Moses' life in various studies, trainings, podcasts, and even books in the last few months. Let's dig into this a bit to help you see how God has been encouraging me and helping me work out what He is and isn't asking me in this podcast ministry. How about we begin with Jess Conley, coach of Go and Tell Podcasting Teams and author of You Are the Girl for the Job. Let's start here. Now go. Jess Conley used this two-word statement to cut through all the noise in my life. She read that phrase from Exodus 3.10 where God commissions Moses with these words. Moses responds with every excuse for why he couldn't, wouldn't, shouldn't go. But without his obedience, one of the greatest rescue plans of all time wouldn't have played out like it did. Jess then went on to ask in one of the coaching times for go teams, what rescue plan could be carried out through your obedience? What is your now go? What are you waiting for? Rescue is waiting through you and your gifts. This is no longer about you, she said. This is about God's plan and your role in it. Remember that God is the hero and remaining grateful to take your place in the rescue plan and using what you've got for his glory is what he asks. Now go. Jess goes on to develop Moses' call and his role in the rescue of the Israelites from Egypt in her book titled, You're the Girl for the Job, the one I mentioned previously. This book is truly an overview of the Go Team's coaching I took part in earlier this year, just in book form if you're interested. And yes, I do promise to provide a link for you to the book in the show notes. Anyway, she says, Let's settle this in our hearts before we move forward. God is God. God is the hero. We are blessed to be a part of his rescue plan. God is God, but we're the gals he's ordained to bring light and life to the corner of the world where he has intentionally placed us for mission. If we believe he is on the throne, then we can trust what he says about us. We are the girls for the job. Let no one say otherwise, not even ourselves. All the yeses. Did you hear that, friends? Let no one say otherwise, not even ourselves. I don't know about you, but I have most certainly been the loudest voice of doubt in relation to God's ask of me to start this podcast study and ministry. All I can say here is, but God, he has continued to encourage me and move me the next step forward in his timing for such a time as this. Please hear me when I say this to each of you as you push through in obedience to God's passion and purpose for your own lives. I fully believe that you are right for the job because he's God. And he's placed you where you're at on purpose for the good of others and to bring him glory. I don't want you to miss it. I don't want us to miss it. Let's believe God. Okay, as a bit of a transition here, when moving on to think of God's call of Moses and his question, who made your mouth at the burning bush, let's take a closer look at these specific scriptures from a few different Bible translations. So I'm going to be reading from Exodus chapter four, verses 11 and 12. And I'll begin with the New Living Translation version. Then the Lord asked Moses, Who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear or do not hear? See or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go! I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. Those same verses in the New International Version say, The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes him deaf or mute? Who gives him sight or makes him blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And then just for fun, I wanted to include the message version, which is actually a paraphrased translation of the Bible, written in more modern day language. And it says in those same verses, God said, And who do you think made the human mouth? And who makes some mute, some deaf, some sighted, some blind? Isn't it I, God? So get going. I'll be right there with you. With your mouth. I'll be right there to teach you what to say. Can I just stop here for a moment to jump in and say, I love how these verses are a reminder from God that he speaks to our circumstances, promises to be with us along the way, and will teach us what to say. Wow, that the God who created the universe would choose to be so tender toward each one of us is so amazing. But to help us better understand what's going on with these passages from Exodus. Let me share what some of the notes from a few of my favorite study Bibles have to say here. My first few references are from my absolute favorite one, the NLT Life Application Study Bible. It says this about chapter 3, verse 10 and on. Moses made excuses because he felt inadequate for the job God asked him to do. It was natural for him to feel that way. He was inadequate all by himself. God wasn't asking Moses to work alone. He offered other resources to help including God himself, Aaron, and the ability to do miracles. God often calls us to do tasks that seem too difficult, but he doesn't ask us to do them alone. God offers us his resources just as he did to Moses. We should not hide behind our inadequacies as Moses did, but look beyond ourselves to the great resources available. Then we can allow God to use our unique contributions. So many resources and encouragement have been provided by God to me in this process. Too many to mention, but I did want to confirm that God has used many things in moving me toward my passion for Bible study, love of words, and willingness to be obedient in pressing record and speaking into a mic, to do the task that seems too difficult to do without God. This is the heart posture He can most definitely use. In our weakness, God's strength is displayed. Well, more on that will come a bit later in this episode, so hold that thought. Moving on to chapter 4, verse 1, this study note indicates that Moses' reluctance and fear were caused by over-anticipation. He was worried about how people might respond to him. We often build up events in our minds and then panic over what might go wrong. God does not ask us to go where he has not provided the means to help. Go where he leads, trusting him to supply courage confidence, and resources at the right moment. We are still in the Life Application Study Bible notes about chapter 4, verses 10-13. through 13. Here Moses pleaded with God to let him out of his mission. After all, he was not a good speaker and would probably embarrass himself and God. But God looked at Moses' problem quite differently. All Moses needed was some help, and who better than God could help him say and do the right things? God made his mouth and would give him the words to say. It is easy for us to focus on our weaknesses, but if God asks us to do something, then he will help us get the job done. If the job involves some of our weak areas, then we can trust that he will provide words, strength, courage, and the ability where needed. Wow. This one really impacted me when I read it earlier in the year during my study in the book of Exodus. Pretty much a mic drop moment in relation to my fears of embarrassing God and myself in speaking words about the Bible in a podcast. And yes, in case you were wondering, that mic drop pun was certainly intended here. (laughs) Oh my. Definitely not able to get any traction from that excuse anymore. Now, from another study favorite, the NLT, or New Living Translation, Illustrated Study Bible, chapter 4, verses 10 through 17, the note says, Moses' fourth and final protest was that he could not speak effectively. Moses was apparently grasping all straws and trying to escape this dangerous and unpleasant assignment. But the outcome did not depend on Moses' ability. It depended on his willingness to let God's power operate through him. Goodness, are you beginning to see these scriptures and their meaning more clearly? Oh friend, I so hope so. Now let's take a look at this portion from the Bible study from a group called Sunday in the Old Testament book of Exodus. And yes, The Bible study is called the Bible study. It says, in all of history, God rarely seems to call the qualified, but he always qualifies the called. Moses was a runaway from the royal court, and he began to build a new life as a shepherd in Midian, which is modern-day Saudi Arabia. He no longer had ties with the Israelites, so when God tells Moses his plans, he immediately puts up a defense about why he isn't right for the job. So the question in that study went on to ask, "What excuses does Moses give to God in Exodus 3:11? And again in chapter four, verse 1, 10 and 13. My response to that in the study guide was, "Who am I? What if, I'm not, I need. Lord please send anyone else. The study guide goes on to ask this next question: Has God ever called you to fulfill a task that you weren't qualified for? What happened? My response? Enter Open Our Bibles Together with M. Faring podcast. Anyway, this study continues by saying, It's interesting to see that Moses spent 40 years in the same wilderness where he would later spend 40 more years. God had prepared him for the task of leading the people in a way that he would have never expected. In thinking of that, the next question in the study guide went on to say, Looking back, how did God prepare you for what he has currently called you to do? whether that's ministry, being a parent, your job, discipleship, and so on. After pausing to consider, I recognize that God created in me a love for His Word and used my research brain to dig in for myself, which led to many Bible studies over the years and a passion to share what I had learned, plus to see others' aha moments as they learn and are transformed by studying God's Word. But in all honesty, friends, our look at God's call on Moses' life so far in this episode— has been a Bible study of sorts. A glimpse into how I like to process and dig deep in reading scripture. Look at us studying together already. Now it's your turn, friends. I challenge you to take a closer look on your own at Moses in the burning bush and answer some of those questions I processed through just now for myself. You're going to find this story in Exodus chapter 3 and on. When speaking of trust and confidence in God, as we've been discussing in reference to Moses' call in Exodus, the song Confidence by Sanctus Real has been an anthem of encouragement to me and playing on repeat for quite a few months now. Let me share a bit of it with you. I'm not a warrior. I'm too afraid to lose. I feel unqualified for what you're calling me to. But Lord, with your strength, I've got no excuse, because broken people are exactly who you use. So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. Lord, be my defense so I can face my giants with confidence. You took a shepherd boy and made him a king. So I'm going to trust you and give you everything. I'll be a conqueror because you fight for me. I'll be a champion claiming your victory. I'm going to sing and shout and shake the walls. I won't stop until I see them fall. going to stand up, step out when you call. Jesus, Jesus. Give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David. Lord, be my defense so I can face my giants with confidence. I'll face my giants with confidence. Now you may or may not have noticed, but these song lyrics are chock full of references to Old Testament stories. Moses in the wilderness, the walls tumbling down with just a shout from the Israelites in the battle of Jericho. Daniel in the lion's den, David defeating Goliath, and as a shepherd boy who becomes king. Don't you worry a bit whether or not you recognize none, one, or all of these references because I promise you we will eventually get to them as we study through the pages of the Bible together in the days, weeks, months, and even years to come. When thinking about confidence and how God may be prodding each of you and your hearts right now with the passions and purposes He has for your lives, I am reminded of a few clarifying thoughts I came across that helped me when I was reading Lisa Whittle's newest book called The Hard Good, subtitled Showing Up for God to Work in You When You Want to Shut Down. I came across this section titled Signs God is Doing the Asking. How do I know it's God telling me to do something, she asked in the book. Oh, how often I've had others ask me this question, and even more times that I've asked it for myself even. Lisa goes on in the book to say, We all sort of know, don't we? Most of the time we ask hypothetical questions to buy ourselves some time to do what we already know is right. Ouch. It's not that we don't know if God wants us to do something. It's that we really don't want to do that something. So we double and triple check just to make sure. If we question long enough, it could give us a potential out. She continues by saying, I've done it this way plenty of times myself and talked myself out of following the voice of God. Lisa then offers these two tangible signs that God is doing the asking. Number one, he will tell you to do things that you would never come up with yourself. She goes on to say, I found God to have a wild imagination, and he knows all the possibilities. His asks will often be out of the box, often unconventional, and not in the least bit self-serving. But that doesn't mean you won't find deep satisfaction in the doing, despite the hard. Let me go ahead and read the second sign Lisa gives before I chime in here. Number two, he will ask you to do things that are harder than you would ever require of yourself. It should be hard to do what God wants. He seems to prefer we depend on faith. If it's not hard, it might not be from him. Does it feel right even though it's hard? God's asks always bring peace even though they are daunting. Wow. Okay. Where to start with my thoughts on these two signs in relation to my mission to lead a Bible study through a podcast? Well, first of all, I can promise you that never in a million years did I personally think of becoming a podcast host. My God-sized dream since childhood has been to be a writer. I can't even tell you how many times the last few months I have said to myself, and out loud even, give me all the written words to edit, but spoken words? Yikes. Out of the box? Check. Unconventional? Check. God has a wild imagination. Check, check, and check again. Oh my. God even chose to use my then 15-year-old son to offer the initial suggestion that I should start a podcast. What? Oh my, again. And don't even get me started about point two. He will ask you to do things that are harder than you would require of yourself. Yes. All the yeses. Written words equal easy. Spoken words equal much, much harder truthfully i've always had in mind the possibility of writing a book hosting a blog writing a bible study well you get the idea of course that's not to say that those things might not happen someday but i do have confidence and an awareness that this podcast is the direction i am to take right now even in the hard i believe it will be good good for others and for the glory of god of course i am 100 percent sure i will learn quite a bit along the way too But I must confess that I am so excited that I will have the opportunity to share this very new-to-me journey alongside all of you. I am also hopeful that these signs are stirring in each of your hearts as well as you take time to consider the ways God is speaking to you as well in this season of life. And just in case you thought we were done talking about Moses, my friends, listen to this I recently read, as in last week, in Rebecca Lyons' book, A Surrendered Yes. And please remember here that I did promise to come back to the idea of strength and weakness. Yep, here I am coming full circle and proving to you I am a woman of her word. (laughs) Anyway, Rebecca begins chapter 9 by saying, I love reading about Moses' first encounter with the God of the universe in a burning bush. The dialogue between them makes me laugh because Moses' objections remind me of my own. God, go to Pharaoh so you can bring my people out of Egypt. Moses. What? Who? Me? God, I will be with you. Moses. This is where I can imagine God saying slowly and firmly, Moses, who made your mouth? Go, I'll help you speak and I'll tell you what to say. It's easy to read about Moses' doubt and think, this is God speaking to you, don't you trust him? Then I think of all the times I've determined God must have confused his plans for me with his plans for someone else. I've offered up plenty of, I can't do this, just look at my mess. I wonder what God thinks when he listens to my fears of never-enoughness. God does the choosing and assigning, not us. He calls us and he equips us. There is no need to run from his calling, to deny it or to wish it away, because God will also equip us with everything good for doing his will. That last part is Hebrews 13 verses 20 through 21. God demonstrates His power through our frailty. In fact, this is the only thing we can boast in. His power is made perfect and on full display in our never-enoughness. When we are weak, we are actually made strong in Jesus. Whoa, the secret to strength is weakness. Grasping this has been a game-changer for me. I used to think being ill-equipped disqualified me from serving God. But I've learned that when I admit my inadequacy, I invite His power in to strengthen me. I believe God chose Moses because he was weak. God wanted Moses to know he was able to lead the people only because God was with him, giving him everything he needed to do the job. When you feel weak or anxious or fearful, the very admission of your weakness could be the moment you realize true strength. And in that moment, you'll see that you're the one that God wants to use. You're it. God's glory rests in you. What joy to come before the throne, humbled and low. What freedom to be used, shortcomings and all. This is when we realize that we, the weak ones, have been a part of God's plan all along. So my question to you is this. Has God ever asked you to step out in faith in something that seems hard, impossible even? Have you considered that you may have been assigned this mountain of a task to show others that it can be moved? That what God is asking you to do is a hard good that needs a surrendered yes. Truthfully, all of this, the podcast creation, my obedience in the hard good, my surrendered yes, understanding that there's room for me and my voice, and recognition that God has chosen to use my mouth, my voice, my passions for His glory and the good of others, the underlying heart's desire in all of this is to help others fall in love with the Bible too and remove the stumbling blocks preventing others from digging into God's word for themselves. So, are you ready to stop making excuses, to open the pages of God's Word and truly learn to love digging in and studying for yourself? Me too, friend. Me too. Join me as we open our Bibles together. I can't wait to journey alongside you. With that in mind, please remember that this show is scheduled to release every other Wednesday wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Up next time will be some insights and pointers about a few of the various ways that I like to approach my study time in addition to some of my most favorite resources. If you would like to get an advanced look at the resources I love, then be sure to check out the link in the show notes to the Bible Study Resources page on my mfaring.com website. Okay, friends, could you do me a favor and share this episode with three or more people? Also, please go to your favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review because that is the absolute best way to help others find out about this show. Well, this is M. Faring, And I can't wait until we open our Bibles together next time, my friends.